This is an AMI podcast. Being blind, I've been on some interesting dates, but you don't have to have a disability for dating to be a challenge. He whispers in my ear, two more hours of this, when I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Join me, Fern Lullum, as I delve into the psychology of dating and relationships from first-hand experience to expert advice. Taking away the pressure of the first date, find an interest that you both like. Into You, new episodes every first Thursday of the month. Download this AMI podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you here once again. And uh, I've got Sean Priest with me. Hello, Sean. Hello, Stephen. You're very loud today and too chirpy. I don't like it. Before we hit the record button there, you were just, you know, you were so depressing. And now look at you. You're a professional. What do you mean record button? Sorry, the understand. live... <laughs> I don't get it. What's what's he talking about, Marco Flalo? I have no idea. I have no idea what he's referring to. I've never never heard of a record button before in my life. How oh, I'm dare sorry. you? Sorry, I'm but sorry. The real, the real is running this? in the background. Is this, is this a one-off? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm glad you're cutting it up. Uh, right. Well, look. Let's get into it then. I've got to start with some sad news. Uh, at least it says here I have to start with sad news. Did um, you write the does, does, You don't have to. I know. Well, that's right. Yeah, someone someone may have written this. It may well have been me. Uh, apparently, uh, Star Wars. Uh, you, uh, do you understand? Do you know what this is? Star Wars. Star apparently, it's a movie. Wars. It's a phenomenon of some kind. Yeah, I know. I've heard of it before. Yeah. Apparently, Darth Vader's dead. Did you know that? James Earl Jones. He died. No, no, well, no, 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 that's no, not no, James. One. No. Oh, uh, you're a disgrace. Oh, the other one. Oh, the. You mean the guy who actually was in the suit? It, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just, you, <laughs> Sorry, there was a big who gap most there. people wow. less, who most people never heard of before in their lives. Well, that's this. Well, I I certainly haven't. I mean, this, I only bring it up because I thought you you two might be in mourning or wearing your um uh, uh Darth Vader w- Wookie outfits. Is that the thing you wear? I, I honestly know nothing about Star Ewok, Wars. Is it Ewok Wookies? Outfit. Ewokies. Ewok, Ewokies. Ewok, is it? Oh my god. I, I've never watched a Star Wars movie in my life. Okay, but you know those, so those who no are idea. fans of the show of the, the movie, but real, real fans who know who David Prowse was. He was the actor best known for being underneath that suit in in the Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy, and he has <gasps> died at age eighty-five. <sighs> yeah, it's sad. It is sad. That, 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 he was six foot six, a huge fella, and they had to dub his voice because he had the same accent as me. And they didn't think it was Darth Vader-y enough. It's a disgrace. What, no. they didn't think you sounded like Darth Vader? Really? No. I am your father, innit? Come on, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm with? Uh, you know, the more I think about this, I'm with them, Stephen. <laughs> yes, so am I. Yeah, I, I, although saying that, I might have watched that movie. Uh, Sean as sad. Darth Vader, equally as dark. Um, okay, well, that could, that could work. Anyway, there you go. Well, if, if you're sad about this, then I'm sorry for you. Uh, but look, you didn't know the guy personally, so what are you talking about? Right, moving on. Um, wow, so, look, I'm still loving. I'm still loving the Mac Mini guys. Still, I was look, I was nearly sending it back this week. 
It was nearly going back, but I decided against it because I'm loving it too much. I know. And also because I, I can't. I know why. I you can't get my book here. <laughs> you decided against it because you have until mid-January to return it. So why not hang on to it for another month? Well. There is that, uh, but yeah, I can't, I can't get a MacBook Air on next day delivery. That's the problem. That's kind of the reality of it. If, if oh, I on. could, I'd be tempted. Mark, is there any sign of yours yet? Um, it is arriving. Um, you know what? If it's you're by the time arriving? by the time you are listening to this show, I should be recording a video. Should I tell them, Stephen? I don't know. I should tell them. Oh yeah, you got to tell them. This is great. This is going to be Mac Mini versus Mac Pro. Oh, fantastic. I haven't seen one of those yet. So no, you know, I saw one, but it wasn't the best, you know, best example of the world. But this is like, I mean, and I, I don't forget, I got the Mac Mini version I got has the 16 gigs of memory um, yeah. and, a, and a two terabyte hard drive or one, one or two terabyte hard drive. Um, I tried to future proof it a bit uh, versus, uh, you know, versus the Mac Pro, which has uh, the specs are slightly different. We've got 192 gigs of RAM. <laughs> we've got we've got a we've got a 16 core 3.2 gigahertz intel xenon processor um with with its separated you know amd radeon pro 5700 16 gig graphics card and the afterburner card in the mac pro so my guess is the mac mini should should hold its own <laughs> if not kill it <laughs> yeah how you, i mean no, it's, honestly, it's how ridiculous. would you feel how would you feel if the if if the Mac Mini just sort of you know killed? You know, the I Mac already Pro. feel inadequate because of the Mac Mini or just the M1 chip versus my six thousand dollar i9 16 inch yep. MacBook Pro. You know because now again we have to you know you know take a lot of things into consideration, which is when I bought that machine, I expected to be shuffling between offices and not have an office in my house and all this stuff going on. So it served its purpose at the time. But the fact that an entry-level Mac Mini or MacBook Air can blow that away, that's where I feel completely inadequate. Yeah, and so you should. The, well, the Mac Pro, the though, I, I, think, I, think I'll, I think I'll be okay. I'm, I'm in the same boat because I moved my Mac Mini over to my desk. I didn't think I would do it, but I did. I put it in instead of the MacBook Pro, so took the MacBook Pro away and started using the Mac Mini, and I don't think I'll be looking back. That's kind of why I'm keeping it, because, to be honest, it's just doing the job and not even blinking. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, because I, I was doing similar things on my MacBook Pro. I thought, right, finally, I've got a MacBook I can move around the house with. I can, you know, go and sit in the kitchen, and I can do some work there. And I was getting, on the voiceover side, getting busy, busy, busy on various <laughs> applications. And I come upstairs, and I'm not getting that at all on the Mac Mini. Which is just ridiculous, now, you, uh, considering there's only like a year difference. And do you find that you're lacking ports? Because that's kind of with all these configurations, we have the two Thunderbolt, you know, some Thunderbolt three and USB four, right? Um, mm. And then we have the Type A, the two Type A USB threes. So, are you find you're lacking ports? Because even when I installed my Mac Pro, which has tons of inputs and outputs and everything going on, I find that I ran out of ports really quick on that, and that has like nine yeah yeah no you're right i mean one of the big problems is these uh, usb4 or thunderbolt ports there kind of needs to become and i'm sure it'll come at some point some kind of hub that gives you like 10 ports you can add on you know just of those because i've got like all these ssd hard drives all these externals and i'm constantly having to unplug them all and plug them back in uh, so that i can have access to them but i can't have them all at once which is really annoying 
Uh, it's not so bad for me because the Mac Mini is connected to a docking station. Uh, I've got one of these OWC docking stations recommended by Mark. And it is brilliant. And that is, is where everything is. And I just hooked that straight into the... I did text Mark and I said, I'm not going to blow my entire Mac Mini up here by doing this because I know that the docking station does actually deliver um, power as well. So it will deliver power to the MacBook. Uh, Would it do the same here? Would it kill my Mac Mini? Uh, But it didn't. So uh, thank you, Mark. You were right. And you know what? OWC actually um, announced, and it's not out yet, but a Thunderbolt hub um, that has, so for, for one Thunderbolt port on your Mac, you can get three. So at no, least you're bad. going from two to six, which is not bad. And you can still daisy chain, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. I think the, the trick is, and anybody out there who's struggling with this kind of issue, the trick is to remember that, you know, thunder, you know, focus daisy chain the Thunderbolt stuff that needs the high bandwidth. But then you can still get like a USB, like a 10 port USB hub, like those yeah, old USB right. 2.0 hubs and pop that in like the type A port. Or pop that in the other Thunderbolt port, and, and you're laughing, and you'll get all the I.O. you need. And that's what I did. I got, like, a 10-port a USB-A, because a lot of the stuff is, like, a webcam. Um, stuff that, yes, it has Type-C ports, but it's actually not Thunderbolt, so there's no point in wasting a port for that. No, that's right. I mean, the Mac Mini is great for that, because you do get these ports. But, yeah, you're still limited, especially with Thunderbolt. That is just... There must be a reason for that. That must be to do with this. I imagine over the next couple of years that will improve. Maybe even over the next year that will improve. I, I'm really interested to see if they bring out a new iMac next year because I was thinking, you know, what would I want in this office of mine that would really benefit me? And I've, I mean, truthfully, the answer to that is nothing. I don't need anything. <laughs> but what would I really like? I'd like a 32-inch iMac. Um, I'm seeing a couple of renders of those why, doing the why, rounds Why online. the iMac, though? Because, I mean... You don't care about the I, I screen, like right? A, well, I do in some ways because I do. I mean, for video and stuff, when we do our video stuff on Double Tap TV, you might notice I. Well, you you do notice this, Mark, but other people may not realize that I do some of the edits on that. Uh, only the bad ones. I only do the bad edits. If it, the good edits, Mark does. Uh, but you know, I'll do my best with it. So for that, I need to be able to to magnify up the screen, and I want the best quality screen. Not actually so much because it has to be a great screen to to look at. In full, it's when you zoom in on that screen, you you need it to be high quality. Otherwise, you're just looking at a big blur, which I'm looking at anyway because that's what my eyes give me. But you know, I need the, world. the screen to deliver a decent blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you basically. can do the same thing with a, a nice monitor and a Mac Mini. I mean, y- you know, I, I well, think that's they will. Right, do, yeah, they, they will do it. Of course, they will because you know they're all in on the Apple Silicon now, so they're going to do it to the entire range. I'm interested if they'll do it to the Mac Pro. Will there be a M2 version Mac Pro? Oh, I'm sure. I'm oh, sure we'll yeah, see something. Definitely. I see. I think we're going to see a, a, a generation like the next the next chips, the M2. Let's call it. I think we'll see variations of it. I think we'll see not just one chip. I think we're going to see, uh, you know, one chip that's for mobile. That's great. It works, you know, across the board. But then I think we'll see a more powerful version where they don't have to worry about. Um, if they don't have to worry about power consumption because it's not going in a laptop, and if they don't have to worry about cooling because of you know, then I think they're going to be laughing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and you're right. I think it's going to be staged out. It has to be that they can't possibly do this again, where they just put the same chip into everything. This was beta testing. Let's be honest, on a massive and expensive scale that we were paying for. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't mind doing that. I, I personally don't mind it. I think it's good. I mean, it's giving us a chance to see the power of this. 
and it is only day one, and it, it is very impressive so far. So, really yeah. I, uh, so if anyone wants to buy a MacBook uh, Pro, I don't know, yeah. Sean, do you want to buy a MacBook Pro? No. It's in great condition. It's 15-inch. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Is it running the M1 chip? Not interested. Yeah, it does. It runs. It's a very special M1 chip. It's called an Intel Core i9 Ooh, version of the terrible. M1 chip. It's very special, just for you. Great price. Does... Four grand if you've got it. <laughs> wow. But you just give your friends all the good deals, don't you? Oh, it's a great deal. Well, it was four. It was four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. So there you go. You get it for four grand. That's not a bad deal. Is well, it? considering if it's you try bargain. to trade it in, you'll get what two hundred seventy dollars for it. Seven hundred and eighty <laughs> pounds. Which is, I, I don't know what that is in Canadian, but it is an embarrassment, whatever way you look at it. It might as well slap you in the face. That's I know, it's like I was slapped in the face with a wet fish. It was disgusting. <laughs> um, listen, stick around. We're going to be talking about our holiday gift guide show we did on TV uh, this week. We're going to expand on that a bit, and we're going to get into some of the uh, gifts that uh, we didn't get to on the TV show and uh, get Sean in on this as well. That's coming up on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. You know, every time I hear this music, I always think I want to get my trumpet out. Uh, and uh, well, please have one. Is it a trumpet? Is uh, it a trumpet? Do you have a trumpet? No, but I, I should get one because then I could sound like that guy. If I that's think it's what, a saxophone. Well, I've clearly bought both. the wrong thing there. I think it's both. I wonder if you can get a trumpet on Amazon. Have a look. Can you return a trump a trumpet? You can get a trumpet on Amazon. <laughs> look at this. You can get a trumpet kit with white gloves. Um, right. Uh, oh, you need the brass white gloves. Trumpet for one seventy nine, and you can have it by Saturday. Oh wow! As long as I move to Canada. Well, hang on. <laughs> let me see if I can get that on co.uk. <laughs> We've gone yes, off on a tangent. <laughs> Excellent. Ninety ninety Excellent. quid. That's not quid. bad. Can you use it with the uh, smart speaker, though? Otherwise, I'm not interested. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to order one of these to Stephen's house and see what happens. <laughs> I, I might start with the blue the blue color one here. That's $17. We'll start with that one just because okay. I know it's about his skill level. Um, but uh, Right. Next week, they you actually want a trumpet Wait a second. Do you want the trumpet cleaning kit? It comes with a mouthpiece, well, brush, obviously. valve brush, flexible brush, musical instrument maintenance care accessory kit. I need the lot. And if you can add in a Tassimo cleaning kit in that as well, that would be quite handy. This is trumpet talk, not coffee talk. Trumpet that's another talk. show. <laughs> Entirely. Yeah, that's a new podcast coming soon to AMI. Um, okay, look, let's get into some feedback. Uh, if you uh, wouldn't mind, Mark, for us reading out Harry Bell's email that he sent in this week. Uh, I'm guessing he's the first one here because uh, Harry Bell. He is, yeah. Uh, hey, Double Tapper, is that this one here? Oh, no, it's no. God, I'm telling you. Uh, I've oh, just set up my new Mac Mini with the M1 chip, and I've successfully paired Bluetooth my Braille display, which is an Orbit Reader 20. The only thing I cannot seem to do is get my Braille display to be recognized and connect at the login screen when I turn on the Mac Mini. I'm using File Vault, so I have to type in a password. This works fine if I use my Apple Magic keyboard, but my Orbit Reader 20 just sits there and is not recognized by the Mac Mini until after login when it suddenly makes a little sound to indicate that it's connected to the Mac Mini. Is there anything I can do to make the Braille display connect at login rather than only after login? Very good question. Yeah, it's a great question. And the answer is no. You've got to turn off that file vault, Harry. That's the, uh, the key thing there. Once you turn off file vault, 
And you also have to make sure you turn on the setting to enable VoiceOver to start login. Uh, and you have to do that. I think, if I remember rightly, that's actually in your system settings under login options, uh, not under accessibility. Because why would it be in there? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, that you have to do that first. And then you'll be able to use your Orbit 20 at uh, login. So it will work, but you've got to turn off File Vault. I think when David, um, when David Woodbridge was on last week talking about this, he'd mentioned File Vault. Uh, as something he uses, but he was having the same issues. He doesn't use a Braille display to log in, hence why it was okay for him. Um, He uses this kind of basic version of voiceover, doesn't it, Sean? It's that kind of, you know, Fred is is always the one who turns (laughs) up. Good old Fred. Um, You know, and that's your kind of basic voiceover kind of starter. Um, But yeah, it is possible to do, but as I say, you've got to turn off file vault uh a bit of a uh, we we caused some confusion to gordon anthony i think this week mark uh, the email we got in hi double tappers i do enjoy your show but i must admit i was completely confused by your chat about the macbook mini oh. no doubt uh people who have used one of these devices understood it but i was completely lost especially when it's pointed out the device needs to be connected to a screen does that mean a macbook mini has no screen what about other macbooks do they not have screens either I was further puzzled by the bewildering number of keys which seemed to be need to be pressed to get the device to do anything. I listened to the IC demo of the MacBook Mini. I, I assume he's referring to the MacBook Air, right? And it seemed to require multiple fingers to do anything at all. What is a VO key? I think he's really confused here, and I, I'm going to blame Sean mm. on this one too. Uh, it seems hey. to compromise something like pressing function, <laughs> control, shift, spacebar, and some other random keys all at the same time. If that's how voiceover works on a Mac, I'm glad I don't have one. And a final question, I need to use Microsoft programs like Outlook, Word, and Excel on my PC. Why on earth would I think of switching to a MacBook if I can't run these programs? There's no point in having a super fast machine if you can't use Microsoft programs to send files in a format other people can read. I think what I'm trying to say here is that some explanation of what a MacBook can do and how it can be operated will be helpful to folks who have never used one before. So, Stephen, I think that the confusion here is that you were talking to about the Mac Mini, um, mm-hmm. referring that you needed to have, it needed to think there was a display plugged in in order for it to boot up the first time, right? Well, uh, yeah, I think the, the confusion comes from the idea that people aren't realizing, and Gordon, you're not alone in this. A lot of people have asked me this question, and it's not something I even thought about, in fairness, but the Mac Mini is not a laptop. It is a small desktop computer. Think think tower device, but instead they've, they've you know made it smaller. It's, it's much smaller than that. Uh, so you're dealing here with a desktop computer. It's not uh, a MacBook, meaning it doesn't have a screen. And that's where the confusion, I think, is coming. It doesn't have a screen at all, but you do have to plug in a screen or at least plug something in. David's talking about this dongle. I have no idea what David's on about with this dongle he was talking about last week. In fact, I don't think he did either. Uh, but, you know, the dongle is there, uh, apparently, which tricks the computer into thinking it's uh, it's got a screen it's, Yeah, it's something meant, honest, it's meant for it, servers. Um uh, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, remember exactly what the terminology is, but it's meant for servers because servers often don't have screens. Um, so yeah. this plugs in and just makes it think that you that you need it. Um, and ter- but look, if you've got a TV in the house, just plug an HDMI cable into the back of the That's TV, plug the other HDMI into yeah. the Mac, and that'll get you started. Once it's up and running, 
it doesn't bother anymore. It'll just carry on regardless. Um, that's really good. And yes, you're right. I mean, there are lots of keys. This is one thing with the Mac and VoiceOver that it is a bit more confusing because there are so many keys. Your VO key is actually two keys pressed together, and that often confuses people. Uh, you've obviously got your um, your control and your option key that you hold down together, that being your VO key. You can, just, lock, you can change that. You, you can, can change it, though. And you can lock it. I mean, you it could have it, caps lock, yeah. Just the same as the modifier keys in Jules or NVDA, you know, caps lock mm -hmm. or insert. It is the same thing. And, and and as far as the Microsoft suite, I mean, it's completely available on the Mac and completely compatible with the PC. So if you want yeah. Outlook, Word, PowerPoint, Excel, I mean, even things like Planner and other apps, they're all, all available on the Mac. Um, you can either buy them, you know, you can buy a one-out fee or you can actually subscribe to Microsoft Office 365 and get everything you want right there. Yeah, I think uh, I think Sean should do a full demo of how the Mac works. No, no, for you're the Mac That's your guy. punishment. In fact, I think you're the. No, Mac I think it's time you one. learned. I think it's time you learned how to use this. Or send me properly. your M1 Mac, and I'll have. Can a we go. document that? That should be <laughs> that should be a documented series for TV. Just a how to use a Mac for the first time. I'll end up electrocuting yeah, myself again. Do you notice how we just steal the best ideas for the TV show? That's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> Not the way that's this works, you know. Sorry, Sean. Uh, listen, that's it for us for this week. Uh, thank you, as always, guys. It has been great. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, details coming up. You can drop us an email, give us a call, uh, leave us a message. Let us know it's okay to use your call on air. And also, you can drop us a text to that number as well. Uh, we are back, of course, next week for more Double Tap Canada. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening, and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Don't you just love it when people start calling you right when you're doing a radio show? It's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. No, of course I'm not. I know, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I'm going to start calling people randomly in the middle of the night if they start. Anyone that calls me during a show gets I, called at 3 a.m. I did that once um, back when I was, you know, younger in this business. I knew someone on, on TV and I saw them doing a newscast filling in for somebody. And I said to myself, wouldn't it be funny if they left their phone oh, on? No. And I called it uh, during the newscast. And, and sure enough, it rang. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you are a terrible person. Yeah, it was great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Lesson learned. A friend learned. of mine does... My friend of mine does the news on TV um, here in Scotland, and I'm going to do exactly that tonight. That's what I'm going to do to her. That's a great idea. Right, uh, let's get into the holiday gift guide. On Double Tap TV this week, uh, Tuesdays, 8.30pm Eastern on AMI-TV. <clears throat> well worth mentioning. It's a great show. Best show on television. It's almost better than uh, this show. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I mean, obviously, nowhere near as good as all the other great shows on AMI TV. Uh, but yes, it is uh, certainly up there. And uh, we did our holiday gift guide where we kind of get into the whole, you know, right, what kind of gifts would we buy ourselves primarily? Um, and we came up with, I think, a pretty good list, actually. We talked about the iPads. Uh, we talked about iPad. You mentioned the iPad Air. We, I talked about the iPad Basic, as I like to call it. 
Um, we Wrong did uh, discussion around television with the uh, TCL TV, the Roku Stream Bar. Uh, there was the uh, you talked about Linksys as well, the Mesh Wi-Fi router, yeah, which is develop. quite interesting. Um, the smart plug as well from Belkin. Uh, that uh, Soundform Elite Smart Speaker and Charger, you got to go and watch this episode back on, on the AMI app or, or get it on YouTube because it's well worth finding out about some of these products. I didn't even know that one existed. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. And also the Amazon Echo Dot and the Nest Audio. These are the obvious ones, I think, that we've picked out. But I just thought we should maybe get into this a bit more and... Uh, you know, see what Sean thinks because uh, he's he well he buys cheap things, so we'll get a cheap <laughs> list from him, and we'll get into the serious stuff. Oh, wait till wait till wait till I tell you some of my picks. I got some good cheap ones too. You oh, good. That. Cheap doesn't like mean bad quality. Thing. No, of course not. That's it what he'll been... tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I am going to say is that you picked all the you know the no brainers there right at the top. <laughs> what did you leave? But one thing I was interested in and. I'm always interested in, you know, I love smart speakers and smart homes, smart devices. I think they're just cool and I like them. And the smart plug um, has been great. You know, it's easy to get into. It's usually the first thing people buy when they're getting into smart homes and their smart speakers. You'll buy a, a smart plug that you can use to just tell your smart speaker to turn a light on or off or your whatever, you know, your TV on or off or whatever it may be. They're really good. Um, but... I've moved on from that. That's so yesterday, smart plug, Stephen, because <laughs> my new favourite thing is uh, the smart power strips. Oh, those are good. It, yeah, they're, well, yeah, they're fantastic. Now, I've got one in front of me here now. So I've got two outlets. And on one, I've got the, your everyday extension, which has got my computer plugged in you know, and uh, external hard disks, the things that I never want to turn off, basically. And on the other one, I've got things like lights and fans and my mixer and monitors. Um, and that's into a smart plug, uh, smart power strip. So the way these work, they're just exactly the same as uh, smart plugs. But firstly, I think they're far more um, affordable and they just make more sense because for, let's say, $20, $30, you can buy a power strip with four sockets on it that you can control using your smart speaker. Each individually? So individually. Oh, yeah, wow. Exactly. So you usually get four power sockets and you will get something like four USBs as well. Now, the USBs you can also control using your voice, turn them on or off. Not individually, though. So the whole four you can turn on or off at once what do you so, call the one that you have your computer and stuff plugged into what do you uh what do you call that one uh what do i call it yeah i <laughs> i don't call it anything susan what do you mean well maybe like when you when you ask you know your assistant to turn it oh, off no no yeah so the one with my computer in is not a smart smart oh, power okay. strip so what you're saying I is i can't you can't tell me what off. it is and i can't try to Turn it off right now. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> Stephen's like, I know where he's going with this one. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I just let him wind him up, let him go. No, I never want that to be turned off. So, <laughs> stop it now. Um, but yeah, look, they, it just works really well. And now for every power strip, because you've got power strips all over your house, right? All over your home. We all have uh, behind the TV in the media center. So for every time I need to buy a power strip now, I always make sure it's a smart one because it just makes so much sense. Being able to say, you know, when I leave here, I say close down studio and it will automatically turn everything off. Uh, the smart plug will turn everything what off. What is it you say again? Nothing. So, <laughs> you got to be so careful. Everyone's trying to trip me up here. 
But no, I just think they're great. And, you know, the, the smart plug itself was, was the great sort of first generation of these. And it makes sense that we've now moved on to the power strips. And I just find them so useful. And you can set routines and different things. I could use a motion detector so that when I open the studio door, the, the power strip turns on. Um, yeah, I just think they're great. They're, they're affordable and they just work so well. So I would definitely look into that. The one I've got here, by the way, is called Tekin. That's T-E-C-K-I-N. Nice. But if you do a search for one, you will find so many out there, all different brands and different price points. But mainly they all work off something like the Smart Life app or some sort of similar app, which is accessible enough to set up so can i can yeah. i just ask well, which region of china that's come from oh, they all come from no, the same factory they all come <laughs> yeah. from the same factory say, yeah. they just change the color of the plastic and the kind of <laughs> brand name sticker. on it and they sell it for four dollars and 99 cents on alibaba i know i mean it's, it's just ridiculous <laughs> the one i got I, I because of this i decided to buy one but i'm i'm against burning my entire house to the ground so i decided to buy one from a brand uh, company and <laughs> what, what i brand? chose the well i chose tp link which is probably from the same factory, <laughs> but yeah, it, um, it badged up differently. But yeah, this this one's got three plugs on it. I'm not entirely sure why, but I can't seem to get one unless I go down the Sean route. Uh, cheap, in other words. Uh, 18 plugs. To, uh, you know, yeah, USBs 18 plugs. Sparking yeah, away. The entire in the house corner. is glowing. <laughs> tell, tell us what happened in your house recently, Sean, um, just as a, just for the, the listener to be aware. That was a complete accident and nothing to do with smart plugs. You reached out your foot... Yeah, I stretched and put my foot stretched under my desk. And you thought, thought you took cramp. <laughs> I screamed with what I thought was cramp until all the power went off and there was a smell of, well, apart from burning flesh, uh, electricity. <laughs> so, yes, that was my original um, how, how did, extension. Oh, how did that happen? Um, I don't know. My running. 50, you do know. <laughs> I, I am running a lot of things in a shed. But how, like, so, so, so what? The wire was like stripped and it actually burnt you? You got an electrical no, shock? No, no. This? I did. Yeah, I think I did get a shock. And I have no idea how it happened, but it happened. Let's move on. It doesn't matter. Everything's fine now. Okay. okay. Well, Stephen, well. Stephen, the, the the strip you have, I think, is called the Casa Smart Power Strip. Um, they, yes, they make, that's right. They make yeah. a three one, a three prong one for um, a three plug one for for thirty four Canadian dollars. But they actually do make a, uh, a one with six outlets on it. Uh, one, two, Ooh. three, four, five, six, and that one is one hundred and forty nine dollars. So uh, <laughs> wow, that's yeah. a difference. It has. It's got Jeez. six each individually controlled. Plus, you've got three USBs on there as well, which is pretty cool. Now I know why that's not on sale in Scotland. Uh, a bit too expensive for us over here. We've got to buy our porridge, you know. Um, okay, well, that's that's an interesting one to kick off with. Um, right, I'm going to pick one. I didn't get a chance to talk about this on the show uh, this week on Double Tap TV, but I did want to mention it here. That's the, I've been going on about this all year, the Logitech MX Keys for Mac keyboard, which is you. my favorite God, I, I know you. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i know i told him i said come on mark you gotta get one of these uh, look are you as in love with it as much as i am i am i i really i really fell in love with this one pretty quickly and i also got the um the logitech g903 lightspeed mouse as well which Ooh, is nice which is so funny because i this is one of the only things about windows pcs back in the day that i used to love and even mm. when I moved over to a Mac, I never used a Mac keyboard or the trackpad or the mouse because I wanted the buttons on the mouse. Yeah. I eventually did. You know, I eventually moved over to the Mac stuff, but I always loved having that Windows-style keyboard. So the fact that they came out with the MX keys, which is not only wireless, but also made for the Mac, 
meaning you have the command button and everything there, but that you can use it with, uh, I think, three different devices. Um, yeah, with the, that's right. You hit one button and it switches to the other one. Phenomenal, because I've got like five screens around me here, and I never remember yeah. what keyboard does what. And that's the thing. You want simplicity. Uh, you want to be able to, you know, o- o- operate all these different computers. And, you know, it could be that. It could be your computer. You could connect up your iPad to or your iPhone. Uh, you can use it for that kind of thing as well. But I just, it's a really sturdy keyboard as well. That's what I like. It doesn't move around the desk. Um, it's well built. It's a good height to it, good key travel. I like the way your finger just kind of, you know, falls inside each letter. It's very nice. Very, it's like a, a little warm hug for your finger. Uh, that doesn't sound right. But yes, um, that's essentially it. I, I love it. It's the Logitech. I love how you guys yeah. just leave me to that one. Uh, <laughs> MX Keys for Mac. You can get it. You can also get a version which is for PC. They just call that MX Hooray. Keys. Um, what's that and coming in at, Mark, on, on, on the, the stores over there? Uh, that's a very good question. I will have to very slowly so, no, uh, I paid, buy time. I paid 100 100 quid for it over here. So that's about 3 million Canadian dollars. One, 129. 129. Okay. That's a yeah, that's It's not bad. I mean, it's a, as I say, great keyboard. I've now got two of them. That's how bad I am. I bought one for this desk and one for the other desk. Pathetic, I know. But I've got no, so no. many devices to control. Yeah, but once you find a good keyboard, I mean, you stick with oh, yeah. it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You know, they're, they're and it's a you want the familiarity across the devices. Um but yeah, I do love it. It's really good. Software is not accessible. That's the bad news. Um, but thankfully, the one, the one, the only thing I really need this software for is to lock the function key. Um, I like to have my function rows act as F1 to F12. I don't necessarily want, that's an individual choice, but I don't want to be able to use all these extra features of the function keys. But you can with this, just hold down the function key, press the escape key, and it locks the function key as I throw my bottles around the room. This, I hope there was nothing in there. There's actually features um, on this keyboard that I didn't even know existed until now. There's actually a dedicated uh, calculator key, which is really mm. neat, um, which doesn't You can customize work. that as well. Oh, can you? I, yeah, I should you really download through the, the software, shouldn't I? Oh, you got to get the Logitech Options software. Get it downloaded because you can you can customize the four keys on the right-hand side above the number pad. You can customize them to be anything you want. That's brilliant. I'm going to have to do that. You could do, and, and what's great is not only can you open applications on it, you could customize for this particular keystrokes you use in applications all the time. You can just have that right there, which I, I find really great. I use it for mute on Teams. So I've just, you know, used the Control Shift M option when I'm in Teams, and I've just made that a keystroke on one key. So I can just go bump and I'm muted. And that's uh, really, really nice. Have you seen the, there's um, a version called the, uh, the Logitech Craft? Which is basically yes. the MX keys, but has this this bar on the top with a with like a jog wheel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I mean I guess well, we we talked about that, Sean. Remember, and we we didn't really know what, what we'd use it for. Well, it well, sounds could, great if you if you're doing editing. I yeah, know, you could shuffle mm-hmm. and stuff with it. I guess, but that's I mean, true. Yeah. yeah, it sounds great, but I'm not sure how well supported it is. I don't know. It seemed cool, you, but you're are you still using are you still using that one with a solar panel on it? I was. I, I love that one. What was that one called? The 760? Or... That, was a, that was a Logitech, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great. It was a laptop-style laptop keyboard, though, with no oh, separate yeah, yeah, number yeah. pad. But you know, with the solar panel, it just went on and on. Now I've moved into... Well, bearing in mind you're in a shed in the dark, it's, exactly you know... Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, don't, and I never have any lights on. Yeah, it didn't really work out. I think I've got yeah. the one underneath you. I do have the Logitech one with the concaved keys and the separate... Mm. Uh, whatever it is, uh, but I can't actually remember the model number. The only no, thing is, that, that Logitech software does annoy me, and across the board for every Logitech 
um, product i do wish they would put a bit of time into accessibility so that the, you know, the webcams aren't very accessible when you go into the control panel either so um yeah i do wish they'd work on their software a little bit okay right mark one of yours then because i know there's lots you didn't get to on well on have, have TV you guys ever week. heard of the company wise w-o-w-y-z-e they make a lot, of smart home, a lot of smart home devices and various things they have a, a smart watch that just was just announced it's got a nine-day battery life. I'm going to give you the specs, and I want you to tell me the price of this, okay? Um, okay. It comes in 44-millimeter, 47-millimeter. Um, it's going to be available in February. It has IP68 water and dust resistance, nine-day battery life, activity and sleep tracking, integration with the Google Fit and Apple Health. Um, it, it's, you know, it can send notifications. You can read email previews and texts. Uh, it doesn't have GPS, but it does have... You know, a 260 milliamp battery, uh, a nice 1.75 inch screen, and 16 megs of storage. So no, no GPS tracking and no voice assistant, but it's a great entry level watch. Price that, guys. Give me your. Uh... Hmm. Mm. The fact you're you're keen for us to talk about the price tells me it's cheaper than I think it should be. So I'm going to go in with. I'm going to say ninety nine dollars, Sean. Sean? I'm going to say $60. How about $20? <gasps> what? That's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm ordering right a, now. And it's a really, honestly, it's a good-looking watch. Um, again, not available to February, so this is the kind of IOU gift you're going to get to someone in your, in your family. But, I mean, this is almost disposable, you know, value. Um, yet mm. you get incredible, incredible features on it. And for $20, how can you go wrong, especially if someone, you know, like let's say your kids are bugging you to get a smartwatch. This is a great way yep. for them to get into the to the you know, smartwatch ecosystem. So I definitely uh, recommend that one. Probably not going to have a lot of accessibility on it. Probably it doesn't have a speaker yeah. on it. Certainly yeah. not. Um, but then again, you know, it's important we say this, Sean. You know, not everybody who's listening is necessarily fully blind, right? I mean, a lot of people have got some level of vision. Um, That's right. So, you know, that that might be... I mean, and, and again, looking for something that is a bit throwaway, not necessarily too throwaway, but something that if, say, for example, you were wearing it and it's, it falls off or it breaks or it, you know, gets lost in the sand when you're on a beach, whenever that happens again. Uh, oh, by the way, we've got a vaccine uh, over here now, uh, if you're wanting some, uh, Mark, if you need some vaccine. Yeah, UK, today. we've approved some. So, you know, if you need any, we can send some across. Uh, on it right now. <laughs> We'll get, we'll get a care package put together for you. <laughs> yeah. um, right, Sean, um, give us one, another one of yours that you've got from your list. Well, I'm going to be boring because I am going to say the smart home again. But, you know, it, I think it's it's really relevant. And mine is the iRobot Roomba vacuum. Which one? Which one do you have? Which one do you have? Oh, no, because I expect you've got the top end, the one that empties <laughs> itself, you know, and polishes your boots. I've got the entry-level one. I think it's called the 896, the model number. Um, so it's oh, not, not the 896. Oh, oh, the 896, dear. that's from oh, 1920. that's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one where you had to put the squirrel on the top so it moves. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Let's get the hamsters inside. <sighs> right, stop it. It's fine. Look. Smart vacuums, they seem ridiculous, and you think, oh, who's going to buy a smart vacuum? And they, they're so small, and they, you know, poodle around the place. What, what are they, uh, can they be a, a, a normal vacuum? And I was really, I didn't think it was going to work, but this came up as a special offer, a cheaper price. I think it was around, uh, probably around 400 Canadian when I bought this one. So I thought I'd give it a go, because usually it was half the price than they usually are. 
So this I've had it a few years. And I am just blown away every time because it just works really well. It is powerful. It's quite quiet. And it just works. It's the first smart home device that actually feels like the future. You know, you're promised every time, oh, this is what we've been talking about in all the sci-fi movies. This is going to make a huge difference. And every time it's, oh, no, actually, it doesn't. But in the case of a smart vacuum, they are amazing. They're, they're just so handy, you know. Now, I'm not saying you never have to do a hand vacuum ever again, but for everyday use, you know, if I drop something, if I knock the cereal over or whatever, they just, it's like whistling the dog. You just say, hey, clean the kitchen, bang, it's off and it's clean. They work amazingly well. And the thing is, you know, iRobot, was the one of the first ones and they are quite expensive there is a premium if you go to the top of the line then where they do you know as soon as they get full they'll go off to their own little area and empty themselves which is cool um so once you they but you do pay a lot for that comes with its own little eye toilet it does yes (laughs) don't look at me i'm doing the toilet and empty myself stop it yeah well it's funny you say that because that's the one I've got. Me I've too. got it's the S9 Plus. <laughs> yeah. It's the S9 Plus 9550 if you're looking for the model number. Oh, um, of course you are. Similar oh, you price that secret. as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's a great one, actually. See, um, my- I mean, I, I say, well, yeah, I say great. Well, see, so my <laughs> first experience was an unfortunate one because we've got a very, pretty small dog in the house, and our dog is um, basically an indoor dog. So our dog has an area, much like the, the uh, Roomba, that uh, vacates itself in. And what happens is when you're, you're not paying attention and your vacuum oh, decides to enter that area, um, <laughs> we ended up nicknaming ours the Shatumba, and um, it, uh, it, quickly, it quickly went to the garbage uh, because we couldn't clean it and nor could we um, stand the stench of it when we were trying to clean it. So that, uh, that was a very expensive endeavor. But, but thankfully, yes. the new models, you can actually block it out of certain rooms so it won't mm-hmm. actually vacuum that area, and you just have to hope that your dog stays to that area, which is a <laughs> expensive. I blame experience. the owners. It's not. It's not the vacuum's fault. It's the owner's fault. That I, I take full right. full blame for that one. You're right. On on the smarter end ones, you can actually say go and clean under the dining table. You can define areas to that level, which is mm-hmm. great. But the, the point is that there are other brands out there now. This market really has exploded, and you know you can pick up a decent one for a couple of hundred bucks and. They well, are that's good. right. You don't you don't have to spend it's a thousand dollars Canadian to have one of these things. I mean, you don't need to necessarily. Uh, what a great piece of advice I got from a mate of mine who uh, told me that he was always having the problem where he'd go home and the Roomba had been out doing its thing overnight, or you know, and he would maybe come in from work or during the day it had been doing its thing, and he would come in and it would have died. It would have just been left in the middle of the floor. Yeah, and he would always fall over it, right? Because he's blind, so he would just fall right over it. Uh, and he decided he was going to try and combat this problem. So what he did was every day before he went to work, he would uh, just take a little bit of uh, sellotape and stick uh, a dog treat to the top of the Roomba. And then when he would come home, he would just let the guide dog off and it would go off and find the dog treat and he'd then know where the Roomba was. Uh, so that was his problem solved with that one. Uh, so, you know, that kind of thing. These are important tips I'm giving here for life. Guys. Life hacks. It's very good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I thought that was brilliant. But yeah, the, the S9 Plus is a bit more expensive. I mean, I'm seeing it on Amazon.ca for $2,044. Oh, that's which like is 6 wild. million Canadian. 
<laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know what I feel about that. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. It's uh, it's an interesting piece of kit for sure. It's not great on thick carpets. I've noticed this. It's it's better on on obviously you know floor hardwood floors. It's very good at. And you yeah. can get mop ones as well now. You, not just the not just the yeah robots. the mop ones are fun. Do the vacuums? Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of interesting stuff there. Right, Mark. What else have you got? I've got a camera. I've got a camera that I want to throw on the list here because I know we all we all use our our eye devices as. Uh, as uh, you know, our cameras are point and shoot. But for those who want to take it to another level, there's a, a Sony camera, the ZV-1, which came out a couple months ago. Um, you know, price tag's not not that high, but also not that low. It's eight ninety nine Canadian, but it's a great camera because it comes with uh, a little you know wind filter for the microphone. You can plug in a mic. You can flip the screen out front so you can see what's going on. Uh, you could zoom into the screen as well if you want, uh, and you've got some vision. You can actually use that quite well. It's got a great optical zoom built in. Great Great battery life, and it's an incredible point and shoot, and also a 4K video camera. So it's something that I actually I'm using as my webcam these days um, because I'm not going anywhere. But it's it's great to just throw in the pocket and uh, get out there. So if you have anybody on your list who likes cameras and you like more than you know a couple bucks here and there, this is a good gift for them. There's not many cameras out there, not many DSLR cameras that have got a huge amount of accessibility in them. Interestingly, we had on Double Tap TV, Mark, uh, James Rath, the blind filmmaker, and, and he was talking about that. He was saying that he finds it very difficult to find a DSLR that works really well for him if he really wants to get into taking pictures um, with you know some accessibility. It's the iPhone. I mean, this is something you've used, I know, Sean, a lot. You know, you prefer yeah. the iPhone. When when you've been on our show, you've been using the iPhone to, to record. And it just it makes so much sense because you're able to know not just that you're in frame uh, because it will give you that information, but it was all if, even to tell you if the phone is straight or not, if it's level. Yeah, exactly. It tells, you know, tilt to the left, tilt to the right. So you know when it's level, you know when your fr uh, face is in frame and you know where in frame as well, in the center or to the left or to the right. So... From a, a camera point of view, there's nothing that even comes close to the iPhone. And for us, obviously, that do those, makes do a those huge features deal. do those features work with both cameras, like the front facing and the rear facing? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. No, they do. They do. Yeah, because yeah. they're getting better. Obviously, the front facing cameras are getting better, but at the same time, when you're trying to record, you know, good good high quality, you want to use the back one. But obviously, with the screen not being in your face, those those vocal commands are, mm. I think, useful for not only people who are low vision. Well, of course, the benefit there is if you're totally blind and you want to take pictures, you can use the back camera because you don't need to touch the screen. You could connect yeah. up a Bluetooth keyboard to it and you could control the 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 phone completely that way. So you could just have a little, um, you say you wanted to make a video of yourself using the back camera, you could just sit a little Bluetooth keyboard on a table or on your, on your lap and just operate the camera that way. So, you know, even someone who's totally blind can make a video that is is of high quality. So, yeah, I mean, that's good. But, but this is great. I like to hear about these... These ones, the, the ZV-1 is, is sounds quite nice, actually. I got the Canon M50 this year, which is a little bit cheaper than that. And, and I got it because it had been recommended on a number of YouTube videos. I'm still struggling a bit with it. it. It feels in some ways like it's a really powerful camera, but also feels in some ways like it's my first camera, you know, in that kind of Fisher-Price approach to things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I want to mention one of mine, uh, and I mentioned this because... 
the good people at Olympus sent me one of these, and I thought, ooh, I'm going to play with this. Uh, in fact, they sent me a couple of them, actually, to try uh, different types. These are um, dictaphones, so digital voice recorders. Now, I know, Sean, you're going to say, no, they're boring. boring. Built into boring. my phone. <laughs> Who cares? Listen, boring. I know. You, you can use your phone. Yeah, you can use your phone for everything these days. Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> Just yeah, press right, record. Fine. Yeah, voice but, memos. you know what? Having it depends what you're doing with it, right? So if you're going to an event, maybe you're going to some trade or you're doing some training. In my case the other day, I was um, learning a whole bunch of new voiceover commands that I'd been going through some training uh, over the weekend, just trying to really kind of delve in a bit more to the whole voiceover accessibility thing. Yes, because I'm in love with yes, my Mac M1. Um, so I thought, well, I'm going to take some notes as I go here. And uh, this one I use is the, uh, I actually have one of these, but Olympus have sent me one uh, to try, which is a higher quality one that I'll talk about on an upcoming Double Tap TV show. Stay tuned. Uh, but the Olympus DM770 is the one that really appeals to me. Uh, and it's because it has this voice guidance built in. It's one of the few left in the range that have this. Uh, there was a number of them over the years, but this one is pretty much the last one. Uh, and this has got on it this, as I say, voice guidance built in, which means when you turn on the device, and I would demo it right now for you, but um, the one I've got is dead because the battery's gone and I'll need to charge it up. Uh, but the the ability here is that you can turn it on and it will speak everything that is written in the menu. You can arrow through the menu system. You can, you know, go into the settings, change everything, and you get vocal feedback. So that little tiny grayscale screen that you get on there, you don't need to worry about. You don't need to have to, to try and see, which there's no way I could anyway. But all the buttons you press, you get that audible feedback. You can move your audio around in folders. And then what I like is on this particular one, there's a little uh, pop-out USB that you can then plug it straight into the computer and transfer those recordings over. So if you're, like I was, you know, recording a whole bunch of files for voiceover commands, I can then just create a folder on my computer, voiceover commands, put them all in there, and I've got that that audible kind of thing to go back to uh, should I need to uh, or want to transfer. And I think you can even, I haven't gone this far yet, but I think in some cases you can even transcribe as well what you've sent Ooh. over into text. So you're creating voice notes that become text notes down the line. Olympus uh, DM770. Very nice. Not high res, though. That's the one I'm waiting to try from Olympus to send him one out. Uh, because, you know, high res, it's not just about list about creating notes in this case. It's about listening to music as well uh, in an accessible way. So I'm really keen to try that. So, uh, yeah, that's another one of mine I didn't get to on the on the TV show. Um, now, Sean, you're not going to talk about wireless chargers, are you? That's what it says here. Wireless chargers? Yeah, well, we're moving on from boring dictaphones, right? We're moving to the cutting <laughs> edge of technology here. We're talking charging your mobile phone stop it stop it right now look everyone was up in arms the iphone 12 what you don't get a power block with it and it's usb-c that's terrible oh no 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 and sorry i'm offending everyone but was that, was, was that you that said that because i think yeah i didn't say anything did you say anything no, Stephen? I'm, I'm okay with it to be honest the opinions Fine, expressed on this show are those of sean priest only <laughs> of all, and all emails should go to sean priest at i hate everything.com yeah. i take it back i take it back look it does complicate matters right but the answer is wireless charging wireless chargers are great and again when I first got my first Especially wireless charger... Especially if you want to take seven hours to charge your phone. I love them. No, absolutely wrong, sir. You, sir, are wrong. Because I thought that, but then... You're fired. A absolutely 
no difference in charging time depending on which wireless charger you get, obviously. I am telling you, I plugged my um, iPhone 11 in through the cable, through the lightning port, charged it that way, and then I tried it on the wireless charger. It took exactly the same amount of time. It's incredibly quick. Maybe maybe slightly slower, but, you know, nothing that you're going to notice. Trust me. And how much and, is that wireless charger? Oh, the one I got was a... Um, um, a, a no-name one, <laughs> um, but it is USB-C, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it cost me, I think this one was 25 English pounds, which would be around, what, 40 Canadian? So, yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think they're really um, expensive, and honestly, they make all the difference. You just place them around. How many of us have got cables strewn around the living room, shut around the back of the settee and, you know, around the bed? It, it's it's annoying. So just stick one of these on your bedside cabinet, one of these on the coffee table in the living room, and it doesn't matter what phone you've got. You know, I can throw my Pixel 3 on there. That will start charging. I can even throw my no-name earbuds in there. I can throw the case on top of it, and they charge as well. Um, it's universal works really well, and who wants cables, man? Or you can just go get yourself a nice 60-watt uh, wall charger for $24 on Amazon and charge your phone in about, I don't know, 30 minutes. Yeah, which also kills yeah. your battery. I don't care about the battery. I change phones no, every no, year. No, no, no. Well, that's because you can just buy a phone. Who cares? <laughs> These aren't disposable. What are you talking about? No, no. Look, for me, it's all about trying to get rid of that mess. And, and cables, I've got 10-foot lightning cables all around my living room you know, on every settee. It's, and he wonders it's why he gets electrical and... shocks and... And the dogs I think we're starting to, yeah, <laughs> starting to see the problem here. Uh, look, before we, we're going to get some feedback and uh, some other uh, bits as well, but I want to just quickly give a notable mention to the thing in my home, which I think is an absolute stalwart that has saw me through. Uh, unfortunately, this week it, it decided to stop working. I do know why. Uh, it's not wife. broken. You have uh, to no, treat your wife that. with respect. If you oh, want. come on! No, you don't. Uh, but no, this was my Tassimo, my Tassimo coffee machine, which I'm in love with. It stopped working this week because apparently you have to clean these things every so often. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever had to go through the cleaning process in those? Well, I am this week. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> because it's no, it, it will no longer even work. It will, yeah, no. I was just tempted Throw to it bin away. it. It's like forget it, oh, just just get God. rid. It is a horrible procedure. Um, so yeah, you I'm need have to like go a two hundred dollar kit just to clean these things. I know, I know. It's like, it, it, and it costs like forty dollars to buy a new one. So it's like, why do you? It's like, the, remember the days when you used to buy printers yes. and you get like a printer for, it was like fifty dollars or sixty dollars or something. You get and when the printer. ink ran out, you threw it out. And you just buy a new printer because it was cheaper than buying the ink for it, which was ridiculous. Uh, no wonder the, the oceans are full of plastic. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so uh, that's mine. Any more from you, Mark, before we uh, You on? know what? The, the, just AirThings is a really cool company with smart home devices that uh, they have a little device called the Wave for $49. It lets you kind of keep a monitor on the air quality in your house. It's kind of good, and it shows you when, yeah. you know, if there's carbon monoxide or radon or anything you need to worry about. One of those things you never really would think of unless you actually turn it on. You're like, oh, no wonder I have my allergies are bugging me. Or uh, It's a good little <laughs> device. That's why I keep falling asleep in the middle of the day all the time. I thought that yeah. was just because you were dealing with Sean. <laughs> hey! Stick around. We're going to be getting into your feedback. Lots more as well. Uh, details coming up on how you can get involved with Double Tap Canada. 
If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Marka Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash doubletap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.